She's alive. Alive! What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Ghoul Gang. Welcome! I'm Grace. I'm Kale Wine. <laughs> and we're here to talk about some spooky shit. Some real shit. Some real, real shit. Yeah. We have a leading question. Yes. And it relates to true crime because we are just have our shit together. Yeah. <laughs> so much here. Look at this. Uh, Grace, if you could solve one unsolved case, what would it be? JonBenet Ramsey. I mean, yeah, I would love to know that, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I want. I just feel like the brother did it. I just feel like he did it. I feel like he did it. But I also feel there's so many things. Yeah. What specifically, like, what do you want to know specifically about it? Like, I want to know exactly what unfolded. I want to be a fly on the wall. I want to know what that Christmas party was like that Mm -hmm. they went to the lights just dim. They did. That was Ooh. really creepy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, now they're coming they're back coming. on. <laughs> um, Harper has been saying that she has a friend named Frank in the house. Okay. Yeah. And okay. she's like, no, mom, it's Frank. That's like the reason I want to have children is because I want them <laughs> to say creepy shit like that. Yeah, like that's yeah. the number one reason to have children. Yeah. Not because you want a little baby that looks just like you, which you have, but yeah. because you want them to be able to see the ghost that's standing in the corner like... Mommy, there's a man behind you with a knife. Like, I want to know that. If there's a man behind me with a knife, I want to know that. I want to be aware. If she says that to me, I'm going to literally just, like, put her outside my front door. Does anybody want this? Free child and imaginary friend named Frank. (gasps) Except I think we found out that Frank was a fire truck. Okay. Well, he's a fire truck? Yeah. Okay. But she, like, she's referring to herself as Frank. Okay. She's like, no, Mom, I'm Frank. Like, Aww. I'm just Frank. Aww. And I'm like, what? And it happened out of nowhere. And she's, like, very insistent about it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of an exciting... I feel like you should have the Frank update every week. Oh, just God. be, like, the Frank report. Well, my upstairs neighbor is convinced that this building's haunted. It was built in 1890. Mm-hmm. So, probably it's is. probably is. You know, I, like, sage in Palo Santo the shit out of this place, like, all the time. So you're probably keeping Frank at bay or whatever is here. <laughs> 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 but now we're talking about him, so now he's probably like, what's up, guys? <laughs> I think it's just because our heat cubes are going on and off. Yeah, that's probably yeah. more likely. I would like to think that all old houses are haunted, but my house was built in like 1885, mm-hmm. and it's just not haunted yeah. at all. It's just not creepy. It doesn't have any vibes. It's fine. I don't feel vibes in the house. I feel them in our storage area in the back, like where the stairs mm-hmm. are, and I feel them in our like galley. Oh. You know, in between the houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I feel like could definitely have some Some energy. It's a very tight, like, corridor. Like, it's like the sidewalk between buildings. Yeah, if you were murdered there, like, wouldn't you just chill there and, like, freak people out? Yeah. Yeah. One time, oh, this isn't, like, paranormal or anything, but one time a kid was just sitting on our steps. And he was sitting there, like, with his head in his hands. A little kid? No, like, well, he's probably like 25 okay. or something. I, I was like, it was, it was a child? You didn't go out and like ask him what was wrong? <laughs> no. I'm not a like, terrible I just person. like turned, I just like pulled the curtains and just no. walked away. Well, now to me, a kid is anyone under yeah, 28. That's fair. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm 28. Um, so, yeah, it, it, and I was like, I think I was pregnant at the time, and I was like, Chris. Chris, who is that? There's a kid sitting, or there's a male, a man (laughs) sitting on our steps. And Chris went out and talked to him. And he was like, hey, buddy, are you okay? And he was just super drunk. And he, like, needed a place to sit down. I was like, does he need some water or something? Don't let him inside. But, like, he can hydrate him if he needs it. Get some water for your journey home. (laughs) Wherever that may be. Okay, what about you? What unsolved crime? Besides the one we're talking about today. I mean, all like 40 of them. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I like a lot of... I mean, obviously, I want to know about the Zodiac Killer. That's, yeah. that's a given. But See, I don't... It's like shooters. I don't, they don't really get me as mm, much. Shooters who 
prey like, on people like on couple like uh, i don't know it was yeah. it's just like it was such a specific thing maybe we're I just desensitized yeah to yeah. gun violence i think it's kind of hard to get to get us worked up about that it's at this point because sad. we're just all expecting to die in a mass shooting at some point mm, soon i know Honestly, like, this is not an unsolved crime, but the one thing that I would want to know, like, like, I don't know why, what the scenario would be, but if for some reason, like, I had to die at the government's hands. <laughs> Which, hey, I, things could possible. be turning that way. The one thing that I would want, like, I, I would trade my life just to know about aliens. That's what I want. I just want to <gasps> know. Did you hear about the newest, like, alien probe? Yeah. But, and... It was totally overshadowed no by one, the election. No one's talking about no that. No one's talking about it. There There's was just sh- aliens checking us out, just seeing what we're doing. I mean... And it, wasn't it like Harvard? Who was like, yeah. Harvard comes out with report that aliens are real? And or it was like Harvard comes out with like, this do- This can't be a comet. It doesn't make sense. This can't be like anything that we know. Yeah. It could be something that we're not aware of in space. It has nothing to do with aliens, but yeah. it also could it's, be like an alien craft. Well, the word alien object yeah like we have no idea what it is i just want to know i want to know what the government knows i want to know about i just want to know about roswell i want to know about all that shit i want to know what was the guy's name who was part of the government the purple man valiant thor is his name that's a ridiculous name it is and it's also a metal band (laughs) and it's also well that's a pretty bad i feel like most things are metal bands (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i guess he Valiant Thor supposedly was an alien and was a member of the government and was like an advisor to Eisenhower. All right, well I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I want to know about all this stuff. That's what I want. It's not a it's not a crime per se. I guess it is kind of a crime. I mean, it's a government cover up, maybe. Uh, totally, it's a conspiracy. And even even I want to know about the things that the government doesn't know. I just want to know about aliens. I just want to know about them. Yeah. And if there's nothing to know, I just won't believe it, and then I'll die very unsatisfied. <laughs> I in this situation where I'm, for some reason, being murdered in exchange for information about aliens. Right. <laughs> I want to see um, Bohemian Grove, where that's where all of the government leaders meet for, like, a retreat around that big wooden owl. Nope. Don't know about that. They do, like, a parody of it in House of Cards. It's in Monterio, California. They just, like, Where the rich and powerful. It's like an Illuminati thing. They just, like, worship an owl. Fucking owls, man. That's another alien thing. Those owls. Yeah. But, yeah, Bohemian Grove is supposedly, like, where the rich and powerful meet. See, owls nest camp. Um, Ronald Reagan, Harvey Hancock, Richard Nixon, Jack Sparks. All of them are in this one picture. It's weird. It's got to have something to do with aliens. Yeah. It's got to. Yeah. It's got to. Um, yeah, well, that's, so that's my answer. Aliens. Aliens. Yeah. Not. And John Bonet. Aliens and John Bonet. Maybe aliens Mine's did John Bonet. <laughs> aliens did John Bonet. <laughs> my favorite conspiracy theory is that John Bonet just ran away and Katy Perry. Is Katy Perry. Yeah. <laughs> is now Katy Perry. I like, I like that one a lot too. <laughs> Okay, so what are we talking about today? Okay. This is Caroline's episode. This is her baby. This is my baby because I grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota. Jeez. And this is something that was like kind of an urban legend that was going around when I was in high school and then continued when I was in college, also at the University of Minnesota. And it's the smiley face murder theory. The reason it came to my attention initially was because when I was a senior in high school, this kid who had gone to high school with me, his name is Willie Jacobson, he went to college in Ithaca, New York. I think at Ithaca College. He was in the movie. Was he? Picture. No. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Well, we'll get to this movie. Yeah. But <laughs> Grace watched a fake fake documentary Documentary on this this. i spent 90 (laughs) minutes watching trying to do research and it turns out it was fake yeah some researcher i am so he was a year older than me he went to my high school i didn't really know him at all i mean i might have talked to him a couple times who knows he was like a theater kid pretty popular in the theater kid world um i was not a theater kid so i wasn't wasn't in that but he seemed like a nice guy was Mm -hmm. liked by a lot of people and He was a freshman in college. He just disappeared. He was last seen at 4 a.m. on April 27th in the backyard of a home in the city of Ithaca near Hudson Heights apartment. It was a theme party and he had been dressed in a William Shakespeare costume consisting of a white long sleeve dress shirt, navy blue vest, black dress pants, and black dress shoes. He was seen walking away from the home. 
Officials believe that he was planning on walking back to his dorm room on campus, which is about a half a mile away, right? Mm-hmm. So he's gone. God, no I one can about, find him. I think about, like, making that walk all the time. I know. Like, that's less than the distance it is to walk Harper to school. I mean, I do. I do make those walks all the time. Yeah. Even when I, like, in as a, you know, college Teen. girl, yeah. I shouldn't, really shouldn't have been walking by myself at night. But I did it all the time because... Because you don't think about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or you do think about it, but you're like, mm, well, I got to get home. I don't want to pay for a taxi. I'm broke. Yeah. And I like remember Uber was like a luxury. I was like, I can't. Yeah. Uber work. wasn't even a thing when I was in college. Like I literally would have had to take a taxi. They didn't take credit cards. I never carried cash on me because I was afraid of getting mugged. Yeah. So like my only option was really to walk home. And usually I had people to walk with me or my boyfriend would pick me up or something. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, sometimes I did. I would walk home in Minneapolis, like, across this, like, creepy train bridge. It was, like, a mile by myself. <laughs> and, like... Dang! So, I'd say at least to the well-lit streets, girl. Yeah, I, I did some dumb shit. <laughs> so there was, like, a huge search. I remember this all going on because people were, were posting on Facebook about it. There was, like, right. a whole group, like, find Willie Jacobson. And, like, a lot of my so friends sad. were friends with him, so it was, like when somebody that you vaguely know goes missing, it's like you really pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And they ended up finding him maybe a week later. They found him in a small eight-foot-deep pond on Farm Road. According to Ithaca Police Chief Edward Valley, there were no visible injuries on the body, and the retention pond is just down an embankment from a sidewalk that Jacob could have been using to get home, so it's conceivable that he tumbled into the pond while he was... But it's only eight feet? So it's a very, very small retention pond. And people were saying that he wasn't super drunk. Mm-hmm. He was just leaving. You know, right. it was just, it was only, he had walked that way millions of times. There's no reason for him to have gone down to try to go swimming in the pond. Like, what, what would you, why would yeah. you do that? So this, it was very quickly connected with this theory called the smiley face killer theory, which is this theory that was created by two retired New York City detectives named Kevin Gannon and Anthony Duarte, that a number, about 40, I think they have, 40 young men from, I think, 1994 until 2008, who were found drowned under very, very similar circumstances to Willie. Like, eerily similar circumstances to Willie's disappearance and drowning. Most of them were at a party beforehand. Mm-hmm. All of them, except for I think two, were white college-age men. They were between the ages of like 18 and I think the oldest one was 31, but I don't... The the one that was 31 didn't seem that connected to me. Weren't... Wasn't there more than one of them from a costume party? Yes. Specifically? There was a couple from costume parties, Halloween parties. Mm-hmm. There's one guy who was kicked out of a Minneapolis bar for being too drunk and he was only wearing a white guy wearing a Native American costume. Mm. Um, Well, and so this theory states all of these 40 cases were initially classified as accidental drownings. And it does, in some sense, make sense. You know, Mm -hmm. you're really, really drunk. You're trying to walk home. You trip and fall. You're walking over a bridge. You fall into the river and you drown. You Mm -hmm. know, and especially as it's mostly around the Midwest and most of them happen in the winter. Yeah. And so if if you slip and fall into the water in the winter and you're really drunk, you're not going to be able to, you're yeah. going to freeze to death. You're going to drown. You're not going to be able to swim out. You're, it's right. not, it's not the same thing as like going for a night swim in the summer. Right. You know, like that's your, your chances of survival. But if this you fall. was April. This was April in upstate New York. But I mean, even April, yeah. it's cold. Uh, yeah. However, these two detectives kind of looked at these cases and started seeing lots and lots of patterns. And also, started to see that I think in about 20 of these 40 cases, there was some sort of smiley face graffiti found very close to the body. Mm. Um, the thing with this is that, yes, like smiley faces are pretty normal graffiti things. Like it's kind of the thing that you'd be like, pss, 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 you know, yeah. like ah, I can just do yeah. a smiley face. And a lot of them, they were different types of smiley faces. There's a really creepy one that's like a smiley face with little devil with horns. horns. Yeah, I, I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I can just kind of go through some yeah, of these. Yeah. And I I picked out not all of them, but some of the most interesting ones. There's this blog that I found called Footprints at the River's Edge, which is where I got most of my information from. This blog is devoted to kind of covering cases 
where this is like the exact thing that happens. A young man goes missing, turns up drowned in the water and it doesn't really make sense how he got there or why he got there or why he would even go there and which is why it's called footprints at the river's edge i think which i think it's a very poetic name it is it's very um it just makes me think of the jesus footprints <laughs> the two the two sets i don't, I don't you know don't know that, that one no oh it's like someone takes a walk along the beach and notices that there's an i don't know it's like you're you would think that was jesus? jesus immediately i would be like it's, it's probably thing. frank it's- <laughs> Mom, it's Frank. It's Frank. It's like a uh, something you'd see on one of those motivational posters. There's like a quote that goes with it. I don't know. Jesus walks with me. Yeah, why is he invisible? <laughs> why? Like, why can't he Where's show? Your invisible zombie. He can Jesus. be. He can push his feet into the sand, but he can't show himself. Like, come on. If you're invisible, you should have no mass. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus right. footprints. So. I'll just go through a couple a couple of these. Yeah. So here's one. This was this is one of the earlier ones. This is Morgan Michael Lawrence White. He was 19 years old, and this happened in East Lansing, Michigan. And the majority of these happen around Michigan, Minnesota, Illinois, Indiana, Wisconsin. But there's also a couple in upstate New York and in New York City mm-hmm. that are very similar. So yeah. So Morgan White was described as an exotically handsome 19-year-old exchange student from Guilford University in England. People who knew him say he loved to get sauced and sing and hug people and go out carousing. Carousing? Carousing. Carousing. With his friends and other British exchange students. By all accounts, he was a good student. His friends remember him as a great guy. So after he was turned away from Dooley's Restaurant in East Lansing, Michigan, due to his level of intoxication, he became sick and somehow became separated from his friend. After failing to locate White, his friend returned home. That night, the MSU Department of Police and Public Safety received a call from a couple walking in the area who reported seeing someone in a white shirt swimming in the river. According to some reports, police and fire officials searched the river that day for four hours. Other reports say it was 20 minutes, but they found nothing. Because no missing people were on file yet, the police did not return to the area to search. And this was March 12, 1994. On Tuesday, March 15th, White was reporting missing. MSU police questioned White's friends and searched his room. Then the following day on March 16th, MSU police contacted the Ingham County Sheriff's Department, which began a difficult search of the Red Cedar River, and they found him on a riverbed after five hours. Mm. That's weird because why, you know, it was March in Michigan. And seeing someone swimming. Why would you go swimming in March in Michigan? You Like, I get being drunk, but not... No, that drunk. not that drunk. If you're that drunk, you fall asleep on the street. Right. If you and you don't just go swimming in the. Especially because it said he was sick. Yeah. Like so he was puking. He was puking. So he's just gonna go take a, a swim in the river. A lot of these, I will also say, I reviewed all forty of these cases, and such a staggering amount involved friends just losing, like college men what the fuck is wrong with you like you guys you need to do better like i don't you need to do better by your friends like i think maybe because college girls are much more preyed upon in general like we we stick together text each i text my still text my friends when i get home safe yeah even like i cannot imagine walking with a friend or leaving a bar without my friend and not being making sure triple double bajillion times checking to make sure that they're okay alive like i can't imagine walk like so many of these involve well we were walking down the street together and then i turned around and he was gone so i just figured that he went the other way and i just went home and then i went to class the next day and he didn't show up and then i just then i reported him missing not like the fact that you were walking home together and like there's like so many cases where where i'm just like you guys just stick together just like I remember even taking down, like, I remember one of my friends who was going home with a guy who was, like, a one-night mm-hmm. thing, and I remember even taking down his license plate oh, I've, number. <laughs> I've taken like, down, like, numbers, addresses, yeah. all of that shit. And I was like, you call me when you get there. Like, you, <laughs> we, yeah, guys, get it together. Like, I don't know what it is about bro culture that makes you think that, like, your friends are going to be okay, but, like, if they're wasted and they're throwing up and then you lose them... Like, that's on you. Let's just say in the future, if you're a college-age man listening to this, or a boy, as uh, Grace would say, because she thinks anyone <laughs> under kid. 28 is a child. As a kid. If you are a college-age child, 
you you need to look out for your friends doesn't matter if they're men it doesn't matter if they're women doesn't matter you need to look out for them and make sure that they get home safe and if you walk if you lose them while walking home you find them you fucking find them or get share go to the police immediately i share my location with chris every time i walk home from work it's a good idea and it's only down the street yep so if i were to get swooped up he would know it all right the next one here we have nathan kapfer 19 years old and he went missing on uh, February 22nd, 1998, from La Crosse, Wisconsin. A lot of these are around La Crosse, like um, Menominee, like that area. That's where my mom lived for a long time. There's a lot of weird ass murders that go along there, which is why, like. Well, it's kind of like wild territory, right? Yeah. It, I mean, that's why the whole making a murderer thing, when I was like, oh, it's a manicomp. Mm. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, not surprising. Um, So Nathan, he was a 19-year-old student, and he was attending a Viterbo College in La Crosse. Um, He was last seen in Riverside Park after being released from police custody for disorderly conduct. Uh His body was later discovered in the Mississippi River. So here's what happened. After having a DJ'd local party, Kapfer headed to the Brothers Bar, a downtown pub. Although he was not regarded by his friends as wild or particularly belligerent when drunk, the bartender refused to serve him because he was intoxicated. He became agitated, authorities say, and cursed at the bouncer after being escorted out of the bar. Police were summoned, and after they picked Kip, uh, I'm just going to say Nathan because I don't know mm-hmm. how to say his last name, after they picked Nathan up, but rather than lock them up, they released him at 2 a.m. with four citations for disorderly conduct. Not long after that, his hat, wallet, and police citations were all found neatly arranged around an Indian statue in Riverside Park. What? He was nowhere to be found. So, two wait, days... Wait, 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 wait. Why would you release him in the middle of the night? Why would you... Yeah. And Keep why, him in the If you're going to release him in the middle of the night, drive him home. What? You're just going to release him in downtown in the police station? Just And in La Crosse, I don't think... A lot of things are particularly close together. No, they're not. Like, are you just going to have him walk home from the downtown police station? That's on you. Yeah. Lacrosse. This is completely... This is... Well, the police have had a lot of... Backlash. Yeah. So, it took 42 days to find him. Holy Toledo. Um, his body was found on the Mississippi River downstream from Lacrosse 42 days later. Basically... The autopsy found that no injuries from trauma were found. Mm-hmm. His blood alcohol content was 0. 0.022. Whoa. Um, no, 0. 0.22. Oh, sorry. 0. 0.22, which is pretty high. That is very high. So there are some unanswered questions here because police had given him a breath test when they stopped him and he had a blood alcohol content of 0. 0.077. So that's under the legal limit. That's under the legal limit. But when his body was discovered... He, it was determined that he had a 0.22, so he must have drank more somehow. How do they know that if he had been in the water for that long? Who knows? I don't know. Science? Science. (laughs) I don't know. Science. So, police believe that he must have continued to drink with someone else, maybe, after he was released, but... They, you know, who, who would hear? This is where my favorite theory comes in. It comes from the movie that I watched, which was fake. But it was, like, a group of people mm-hmm. who, like, find drunk young men, like, walking alone or at a party, and there's women with them. Mm-hmm. Like, and they single them out, and they bring them with him, and then they keep him and torture him and do whatever for a couple days. Mm-hmm. And then, then they kill him, him and dump him in the water. Yeah. Which is why in a lot of these cases, places where they'd searched before, that's where the body turns up. Yeah. And, like, I mean, it does with rivers, that makes sense because, you know. It, it flows. And a lot of these are rivers. So mm-hmm. my personal favorite theory if it's okay to have a favorite theory yeah. about a, you know, probably a lot of just very accidental drunken deaths yeah. is like a ghost <laughs> siren kind of like luring them to their like deaths. a mermaid, like a mermaid, yes. like a like a frozen like ice queen mermaid being like Wisconsin oh, ice queen mermaid. Children, I'll take you away. <laughs> um, so this one, the police she thought that... He's holding a cheese platter. <laughs> I mean, that would get me. So you get a drunk guy, I mean. I would get a drunk oh, yeah. guy. Holding, like, a taco. Like, a taco <laughs> bell. Um, 
obviously the police thought that it was suicide because of the way that his stuff, stuff was laid out. And he had just gotten citations. But his girlfriend, who lived with him, said that while she thought that he would be upset and be stressed out about the tickets, he wasn't the kind of person who would take his own life. He didn't seem depressed at all leading up to it. He didn't display any kind of anxiety mm-hmm. or he just didn't. It's a ticket. Yeah. Like, it's a ticket. You'll get through it, buddy. So, two days after he was reported missing, a lacrosse man told police that he witnessed a young man in his late teens or 20s standing on the east side of the bridge and staring into the water. Oh. So, but that Mm. occurred at 1 p.m. before he was cited by police. And the witness couldn't identify the man as the bridge as him. Oh, okay. So, that could be coincidental. His father believes that all of these drownings have too many characteristics in common to be coincidental. He said, I can't believe that all of these kids fell or jumped into the river. His father at least believes that. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, this one is Ooh, weird. Chicago. Yeah, this one is Chicago. So this was in uh, January 1st, 2000. Brian. Oh, New Year's. Yep. Brian Welsian. That was Y2K. Oh, yeah, it was. I remember exactly where I was. I was I wearing too. silver pleather pants. <laughs> I was at my parents' friend's house for a party. Same. I was with my parents, too. We did a, a, a time capsule that I think we have to open in 2020. Nice! <laughs> or maybe 2025. Oh, my gosh. But I'm very curious to see what uh, 10-year-old Caroline put in that. I remember <laughs> we were at my neighbor's house, and I had lobster for the first time. We oh, my God, we our... had lobster, too. Are you kidding And me? the lobsters escaped. And the cat. That's forgetting it was like the craziest night. That's amazing. I was 10. I was also 10. <laughs> Y2K, y'all. It was crazy mm. times. So this is another one. Brian drove up with his friends to attend a New Year's Eve party, and he wasn't found for two months either. So this is another one where the like weird. Was he found in Lake theory. Michigan? He or was found in, in Lake Michigan. <sighs> So after checking into the Ambassador East Hotel, he and his three friends were sharing a room. They went to the Irish Eyes Pub. Brian wasn't a big drinker, but he did end up drinking four or five Long Island iced teas. And as oh, anyone damn. knows, that's a lot. That four or five Long Island iced teas is like it's ten like other drinks. drinks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he was not feeling very good. Mm-hmm. So at closing time, two a.m., Brian was ready to go back to the hotel. So he rode back with his two friends. Young and Wichrop decided to go to another bar with a 4 a.m. closing. Kane stepped outside the hotel to let the men out before he went to go park the car, and Brian just sat there. Then he threw up twice. The other two men were already into the hotel before Brian was recovered enough to climb out. Kane pulled away to find a parking spot two blocks away. When Kane returned, Brian was gone, so he just went up to the hotel room. I never even thought about it. I had no clue until we woke up the next morning, Kane said. (gasps) When Kane and his friends weren't were they sharing a room? Yeah, they were sharing a room. So while Kane and his friends were up in the hotel room, several people reported seeing Brian getting sick near the hotel entrance. The doorman, a bartender, and a man parked <laughs> on Goethe, waiting for his girlfriend, a waitress at the pump room. Brian leaned on the man's oh, car for the support. Gold Coast. Yeah, this is the Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, when Young and Wichrop got back to the hotel after 4 a.m., Brian still wasn't in the room, so they began. Oh, okay, all right. So they finally began to search the area, but then they gave up and went to sleep. When they woke up around 1 p.m. on New Year's Day, they saw that Brian still hadn't returned and called the police. So, you know, 42 days later, on March 17th, Brian's body was found by someone strolling on a Gary Beach some 25 miles from downtown Chicago. On St. Patrick's Day? So he goes missing on New Year's. Yep. Found on St. Patrick's Day. In Gary, Indiana. Two of the drunkest days of the year. Two of the drunkest days of the year. (laughs) Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. No. But Gary is not where you want to wash up. No. I'm sorry. God, of all the... Pl- Although, like, I feel like if you're going to wash up anywhere, like, it's not going to, like, be a pox on the landscape in Gary. No. Like, just another just... body on the shore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Beneath the smokestacks. <laughs> so, according to a written statement, the cause of death is listed as asphyxia due to drowning. However, police called the circumstances of Brian's disappearance suspicious, and one investigator said it was the most perplexing case he had ever handled. Well, you think about that. So I lived on Lakeshore Drive mm-hmm. in college. Yeah. I had been drunk many a time, but it takes a lot to get to the lake. Right. You have to go under the street. Right. You can't just, like, cross the street and get there. And if, no, and he was, like, he wasn't by one of those paths that goes underneath it. Right. You can't just cross the highway. It's no. it's a highway. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hot, it's a, like a 
five lane highway. And then there's the two lane on the inside. There's the inner drive yeah. and the outer drive, then the beach, then the lake. Yeah. And even at four in the morning, that shit's not empty. There's tons and tons of cars constantly. Mm-hmm. constantly. Even at four in the morning on New Year's Day. Especially, oh, especially on New at Year's four Eve. in the morning on New Year's Day. Yeah. So I am very confused about why if he was throwing up, he would end up make it there into the water. Yeah. Yeah. And then I mean he washed up 25 miles away. I mean... Currents and stuff, but that's... Gary's not, like, that close. <laughs> no, it's not. And, well, you can see it. You can see it. Days. But, like, isn't that a long way for it is a, long a way body for, to travel? Especially in January in Chicago, there are huge ice chunks. Yeah. Like, a lot of the lake is frozen. <laughs> like, would he really even travel? So that's fucking weird. That All is of this weird. is very, very weird. I would I meant to ask where are this are there smileys showing up in in these? This website doesn't say. Okay. I would assume that in about half of the cases there mm-hmm. are smile. But the thing is with the smiley faces, they're usually they're not like right next to where the body right. is found. They're usually like a block away. Like some in in a couple cases they're right there, mm-hmm. but in most of them they're like within the general area that they disappeared or where they were found. So right. more likely than not, it is probably just a coincidence about that. But the fact that so many young men and it's all these like young white dudes. Another thing that I found interesting in a lot of these is there's no signs of trauma yeah so a lot of that if you were to jump from a tall bridge you would have some wounds yes like you would have broken ribs you would have a broken ankle or something but there's no injuries on these Mm -hmm. men which is crazy yep um oh here's another one wow i was just staring at that like being like what's 10 20 october 20th 2001 (laughs) eric blair who's 18 he was a college freshman and he was visiting friends at Michigan State University for the weekend. He and some friends were walking on River Street when they became separated. <clears throat> Divers found Blair's body in the Red Cedar River three days later. So they had been drinking at Holden Hall. Then they attended a party at a female student's apartment. Police said Blair was asked to leave because he was too intoxicated. The students were walking on River Street near Water's Edge Drive and the Cedar Village Apartments when the group bumped into some other friends from Central Michigan University. Around 12.30 a.m., the group and Eric became separated. A few hours later, other people in the area called MSU police, saying they saw a man in the river near the area where Blair was last seen. Using sonar equipment, Blair's body was recovered in the Red Cedar River three days later. They found his body in water 10 feet deep after almost 34 hours of searching. Mm. The water was 50 degrees that night, and the current was moving at 5 miles per hour. 50 degrees? Uh, Yeah, but it's still... I guess if he's so drunk yeah. that he can barely walk, oh, don't lose your friends who are so drunk they can barely walk. And this is just a whole PSA on like, just have a look buddy. Out, look out for your friends and have a ride home no matter what. Like, figure it out before you go out. Whoa. This one is really weird. So this one um, was 2002 on Halloween in Minneapolis. Whoa. After a 6 p.m. keg party at his home, Chris Jenkins and his girlfriend Ashley and a few of their friends headed over to the Lone Tree Barn Grill in downtown Minneapolis. The group arrived at the bar between 10:30 and 11 o'clock and parked the car just south of the bar. Sometime after midnight, Chris Jenkins was reportedly kicked out of the bar. Witnesses said that the head of Lone Tree Security instructed staff not to allow Chris back inside. Despite the 20 degree weather outside, wearing only his American Indian costume, this, oh, this is the is one. Him. Yeah. You know, wearing a racist Halloween costume does not mean you deserve to get murdered. No. But it doesn't just, help. It doesn't help. <laughs> Sorry. Wearing only his culturally appropriating American Indian costume, a brown nylon shirt and pants, slip on shoes, a headband with a red feather. Hmm. Mm. He was put out on the street. He did not have a coat. He didn't have his wallet. His cell phone and his keys were inside with his friends. <gasps> that was the last time he was seen alive. Oh, my God. Um, what after- did they just want him to sit out there? I mean, that's. It seems like a very stupid thing for the yeah. bar to do. It's very. I mean, like, kick they, him out, but get give him his coat and his wallet and they his could phone. Very well, be liable. Yeah. So people were saying that he probably fell off the Hennepin Avenue bridge into the Mississippi River, but his parents were able to find surveillance footage of the bridge and had it reviewed, and he never crossed the bridge. Whoa. So he couldn't. That that's not something that happened. Like he didn't yeah. fall off the bridge. 
They hired a private investigator who found witnesses who reported that a gang of at least 10 men had attacked a man in front of Times Square Pizza, which is across the street from a bar, in what was thought to be a gang initiation. At the time, the incident had not been confirmed. It could have been around the time Chris left the bar. Two bloodhounds with different handlers were also brought in by his family on two separate occasions, and both dogs picked up his scent on the sidewalk in front of the pizza joint where witnesses reported seeing the fight. They followed the scent into the parking garage next to the pizza joint. Both dogs followed the scent right to the same parking stall. Later, blood drops and a red feather from his Native American costume were found inside the garage. Holy shit. Definitely murder. This whole thing happened while he hadn't been found yet because it took four months for his body to be found. Four months later, he was found snagged on some tree branches in the Mississippi River in downtown Minneapolis. The body was on the east side of the river near the spillway of St. Anthony Falls Hydroelectrical Laboratory, and it could be seen from the Third Avenue Bridge, <coughs> floating on its back with its arms in front. Whoa. Initially, the police believed that he committed suicide or died after falling into the water from the bridge. Accidentally. Those who knew Chris felt differently. He was a star athlete, a two-time captain of his... Okay. Also, boo-hoo. <laughs> just because somebody's a star athlete and an amazing student doesn't mean they're not depressed and doesn't mean that they're not... Doesn't mean that they couldn't be a rapist either. Yeah. Also doesn't mean they couldn't be a rapist. But, like, <laughs> just in general, I reviewed all 40 of these cases. A lot of them seem like suicide to me. And the people who don't want to believe it, I understand. Because, like, you don't want to believe that, yeah. you know, someone you love would want to kill themselves. Right. But it's not about you. It's not about how, like, how amazing his life seems to you from the outside. Yeah, you just didn't know. You know, like, you, yeah, maybe he was good at hiding his depression. In yeah. this case, it seems like this motherfucker was murdered. He was murdered. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, if some of the other parents didn't push back on the police more, mm-hmm. if they would have found evidence of foul play right. in the other cases. Yeah. Because I know some people are so quick to trust the police, and police don't want Mm -hmm. a murder on their hands. It's so easy to say he drowned. So they also pushed back on the... They consulted with numerous experts, including a renowned forensic pathologist, and they reviewed their son's autopsy photos, and they learned that the appearance of Chris's body did not fit with the suicide or accidental theories held by police. Most drowning victims are found face down with their arms towards the side, their Mm -hmm. clothes disheveled, or one or both of their shoes missing. This is because one's natural reaction when drowning is to vigorously paddle the feet and arms and swim. Mm -hmm. Chris's body was found on its back, its arms crossed in the front, his shirt tucked into the drawstring pant, and was still wearing both size slip-on shoes. He also had on a necklace, a ring, and the index finger. He had rings on. He had jewelry. Wow. Yeah, he was done. (laughs) The case was reopened. And classified as a homicide. In 2006, an eyewitness came forward saying that he was present when Chris was thrown off a bridge. The inmate told investigators that his acquaintances, after robbing Chris and finding nothing of value, became angry and threw him off the Hennepin Avenue Bridge. What's it because the bar had his wallet? <laughs> they they had only it. just given him his wallet. They could have just taken it and not thrown him off the bridge. Sometimes I get scared. Like, if someone tries to rob me, I don't have anything of no, value. No, I never have. And they're going to, like, get mad at me. <laughs> And, and I'll be like, try my credit cards. They're going to get declined. <laughs> like, go ahead. And say, no, you just say, I have like a $30,000 limit on go this nuts. card. Go crazy. Go. Go, go ahead. I won't cancel it for three days. <laughs> <laughs> but what that guy said doesn't actually make any sense either because he still would have been drowning and in the same way as jumping off a bridge would make it. His shoes, slip-on yeah. shoes would have come off. His shoes would have come off. Again, they had reviewed the footage on the Hennepin Avenue Bridge. There was nothing. And there was nothing. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, if clearly, if they had reviewed the footage and they would have seen a bunch of dudes throw him off a bridge, that would have been <laughs> yeah. like, hey, maybe <laughs> that's <laughs> what happened to him. <laughs> that might be prominent. What Chris's family believes... Scout, gross is that they have various reasons to believe that Chris was thrown in the back of a van, abducted, tortured, and eventually murdered. Yes. That's my theory. So, that one is pretty weird. Crazy. Um, I don't know how many more of these I should really do. I feel like this is getting really long. <laughs> Let's, um... Oh, this one's really weird. Yeah. Okay. So, this was on December 16th, 2006. Nick Rossinini from White Bear Lake, Minnesota. So, he, Nick was a 21-year-old um, standout first-year cadet at West Point, oh, but wow. he came home for Christmas break to White Bear Lake, Minnesota, 
which is kind of a suburb of the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. Late at night on Friday, the 15th of December, he damaged his mother's car in a drunk driving accident in Crystal, Minnesota, after a night of partying with friends. So he got arrested for drunk driving, and he called his parents to pick him up. His parents were not pleased. No he came, shit. Yeah. He came back with them to the house. He went to sleep. He woke up in the morning. He went to church with them. It was a pretty normal day, other than them being probably being like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. I can't believe and you're drunk driving. Like, no. like, you're at West Point, too. Like, you're come gonna on. You're going to get kicked out. You're going to yeah. get kicked the fuck out of West Point. So he hugged his parents goodnight at 1030, and his siblings last saw him at midnight before they went to bed. His family believes that he left the house between 2.30 and 5 a.m. on Sunday. The only clue to his departure was the unlocked deadbolt at the front door. There were no signs of a struggle in the home. He didn't take his wallet. He didn't take his phone or a backpack or a suitcase or clothes, and he left, and he didn't leave a note. What? So he just, you know, there was a huge search, obviously, and they didn't find him until Monday, April 16th. So his body was found in Goose Lake. He was about 10 feet from the shore. The lake is about three miles from his family's home. The Ramsey County Medical Examiner said it appeared that the 21-year-old had drowned. Authorities found the body in Goose Lake on Monday while they were searching for him. His body was identified through dental records. The body was found wearing sweatpants, a sweatshirt, and jogging shoes. So they think, like, he went for a run? Mm-hmm. And just drowned? That's very... So he wasn't drunk in this one. What the fuck? Yeah. So that is pretty strange. But also, strange. like, why in the middle of the night? Yeah. Why did... I mean, he could have... This could also have been a suicide. Suicide, right. Because he was just really upset about maybe getting kicked out of West Point, you know, right. about that possibility. Oh, this one's really weird, but I don't know why this is on here. This is this is a weird one that's, mm-hmm. like, for some reason on this, but Wade Steffi, he disappeared on January 13th, 2007 from West Lafayette, Indiana. So he was a freshman on a full-ride academic scholarship at Purdue University, Damn. majoring in aviation technology, and he was last seen on Saturday, January 13th, 2007, at a party at the Phi Kappa Theta fraternity house. Uh, he left the party around midnight and was on his way to pick up his coat, which he had left in a friend's room at Owen Hall. Police are confident that he was not intoxicated when he left the party. Whoa. Witnesses were believed to have seen him around 12.30 a.m. outside of Owen Hall, a short walk away from his room in Cary Quad. Around the same time, he placed two cell phone calls to friends who lived in Owen. That was the last time anybody had seen or heard from him. So that was the 13th of January. There was a huge search, and he was not found until March... Holy shit. 19th, 2007. His body was found by a maintenance worker who had been called into a utility room in Owen Hall. The room, which was roughly the size of a one-car garage, housed three electrical transformers connected by high-voltage wires. The body was found near one of the transformers. According to Purdue spokesperson Janine Noberg, it seems likely that Wade wandered, entered the room sometime shortly after he was last seen thinking it was a way to gain entrance to the residence hall. The utility room would have been dark, and he apparently tripped over high-voltage lines that connect to three transformers as he was trying to find his way out. He was electrocuted. Jesus. So he was found, like, electrocuted three months later. But that's just, like... That's so That's so up. weird. I don't think this really fits at all. No. I don't know why it's on this website, but I just thought it was an interesting... Yeah. Creepy geez. one. So this theory... Some people are saying there's more than 80 instances of this. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, an athletic white college man all of them were last seen leaving a party or a bar with alcohol in their system all of them were found dead in rivers or in streams many were missing for a long time and were finally found in an area where searches had already combed a lot of them attended the same college they mostly attended colleges along interstate 94 in the midwest minnesota wisconsin iowa michigan they all took place near big rivers nine of the deceased attended the university of lacrosse in wisconsin Three attended college in New York. It's a weird thing. Yeah. In my opinion, like I said, I reviewed the 40 that the detectives were saying they thought were connected. And to me, it seems like a lot of them were either suicides or just actually cases of like super, super drunk people getting let down by their friends right. and just being allowed to traipse around and falling after into dark. Water. I do think it's interesting just because it's there's something creepy about like men and water and drownings because like you don't see women drowning in the same like i just because we take care of our friends it's because maybe it's because we take care of our friends it's just a very strange 
you don't see women drowning. You don't see like young black men drowning at night. You don't mm-hmm. see this. It's a it's very, very weird. Targeted. It's a very targeted, weird thing. If you can explain it away, it's just people need to be more responsible with drinking in general. Yeah. I think especially when you get to college and you were because a lot of these are like, oh, he was such a good kid. He And it's yeah. like, yeah, he was a good kid. And he probably didn't know how to handle his liquor. Right. Because he was... He's a freshman in college. He's a freshman in college. He's going wild. And he doesn't have friends that have his back, like the friends that he knew in high school who probably wouldn't have left him behind. And, you know, but I, I have been super obsessed with this for years just because, like, a lot of these happened at my college. A lot... Like, this is somebody that I went to high school with that this happened to. It's just a lot of weird, strange coincidences. Like I said, it... My favorite theory is that it's some sort of ghost that's luring young men into the water, a ghost siren. I don't actually think that's what it is, but I think in some of these cases, it does seem like they were murdered. I don't think that they're connected, Uh but, and I think the smiley face is kind of a non-thing, but the reason I thought about it all the time was because when I was in college, I lived like outside of Dinkytown in Minneapolis, which is where a lot of this stuff actually happened. Mm-hmm. And in order to get to the Dinkytown bars from my house, which is in Como, I had to walk through this park called Van Cleve Park. And in Van Cleve Park, there was this like giant old grain silo mm-hmm. that a lot of people had like died inside because they would like, oh my God, it's like the easiest way to die. Yeah. Like if you fall into a grain silo, you're done. And like people would go ur- urban exploring there and it was just a <gasps> stupid. Why? Talk about the worst way to die though. You're drowning in grain. One day I was walking through the park and I looked up at the grain silo and at the top of the grain silo, I don't know how it got there, but there was just a giant smiley face. <gasps> and so that just like watched me. <laughs> like, and no. I, so I would think about it every time. I walked past it. I would just be like, oh, oh I'm glad the smiley face killer doesn't target young women. <laughs> but and I, that was a, a park that I would walk through drunk all the time. Like I would I would I did that by myself multiple times. It was, it's not a good area, really. Yeah, I've I've been thinking about this for a while and I'm glad that glad that I got to share it with you. I hope Yeah, that. it's super messed up. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting that all were found dead in rivers or streams. Many were missing for a long time and were finally found in an area where searchers had already Mm -hmm. combed, which I think is like... Yeah, and also just that they all disappeared in the winter. Like, if this was summer, I would understand, like, oh, maybe I'll go for a swim, or maybe I'll, like, walk down by the water because it's nice, but... I've done that before, like, on the lakeshore path. It's been so hot Mm -hmm. at night, like, that we just would jump in and then jump right back up. Yeah, I've done that as well. Yeah. Like, when you're up, when you're... But in the Midwest, there's just lakes and rivers everywhere. And if you can walk along one at night and it's hot (laughs) and you can just dip your feet in it, you know, that's... And that's wonderful. Yeah, that's great. It's so crazy to me the one that happened on the Gold Coast because it takes effort to get to yeah. the lake. I just don't understand. I think we need to just teach people more responsible drinking. Like masculine drinking culture, yeah. I think, is an issue. Totally. <laughs> like, <laughs> just because you're a man doesn't mean you're going to make it home safely. No. And especially if your friend is super, I mean, we've said this like 18 times, but if your friend is super wasted, and is throwing up, don't leave them to go park the car. Have them get in the car with you, and then park the car with them, and then walk them back. Just because you're a man doesn't mean you can't be made a victim. Right. I am on the side of the conspiracy. I believe it's a band of murderers, or it's like a gang Mm -hmm. initiation or something. Yeah. I would, like, that's the, I mean, that would be the most interesting. That kid that was killed in Minneapolis, I think, was killed in some sort of something. I mean, he yeah. clearly was dragged to a van yeah. and people saw someone getting beat up and the dogs went to the same parking spot. Yeah. I mean, that seems pretty clear to me that he wasn't thrown off a bridge. He right. didn't jump off a bridge. He right. was killed or put into the river, maybe drowned at some, who knows? Yeah. But. So I need to talk about this movie that I wasted my life. Yes, with. please. Uh, it's called the smiley face killers documentary (laughs) it literally says documentary so i went into it it's on youtube Mm -hmm. in full Mm -hmm. and i was like fuck yeah perfect i'm gonna watch this before caroline comes over so i'm gonna know what she's talking about and it was all fake all fake and at the end 
Okay, so they get into this theory where, like I said before, there are women along with this group of men that are aquatic sexual sadists. Aquatic sexual sadists. So instead of auto-erotic asphyxiation, Mm -hmm. it's like auto-erotic drowning. Okay. So like, so they want to like get off on drowning people. They get off. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which I could see. Yeah. But I don't. I don't see that being like a group activity. No, I don't see. But it in being, this movie, it's it a group was activity. So stupid in this movie. So the director goes missing at the end, and he it's was like a wearing, paranormal activity yeah, kind of shit. Except was, for it's not good. <laughs> right. He's wearing a, a button camera that has a wireless connection. And he goes to um, meet one of these people that he met in a chat room. Uh, erotic aquatic. Erotic aquatic. <laughs> and then, so he's, like, talking to this guy. And then he gets choked out from behind. And they drag him into the tub. Oh, and my God. hear the water start running. And I'm like... So they... His- and then I, that's when I Googled. I was like... This isn't this is real. <laughs> You're like, God damn it. The, the, the very end of the movie. Well, the rest of it seemed pretty legit. Yeah. Well, if you want to watch that, it's on YouTube. It's called The Smiley Face Killers. Very misleading. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Have you listened to this podcast that just came out called Happy Face? No. So it's like a How Stuff Works podcast, but it's like a true crime podcast. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh, it's a... Finally, a podcast on the Smiley Face Killer. Awesome. It's not. It's not a podcast on the Smiley Face Killer. It's actually one of the worst, weirdest podcasts I've ever listened to. And for some reason, I'm still listening to it. (laughs) I hate listening to it. (laughs) It's just, it's about this woman whose father was apparently the Happy Face Killer. And I'm... (gasps) I know this, the trucker. Yeah. Yeah. I am still, I'm like seven episodes in and i have no idea why they call him the happy face killer they have not because he's a nice guy to like the family that's why i'm guessing because i remember her 2020 special and i remember she did an episode of this american life she's She's turning it out a little bit of an Mm -hmm. attention whore when it comes to long blonde hair like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um well i mean i don't know what she looks like because it's a podcast but (laughs) (laughs) no i saw her 2020 or something it's the weirdest podcast i've ever listened to it literally is so meandering it makes no sense it's just not good and i'm very disappointed that it's not about i want somebody somebody to do out there what a, was, like what was sarah the koenig we wanted a sarah koenig to do um a full one on um, gang stalking yeah i would like both of those podcasts to be done because it's not by us not by we us want to listen speaking of talking about speaking of talking about Speaking of talking about <laughs> things that we're listening to and watching, um, I know we mentioned Making a Murderer. I literally got halfway through the first episode and was like, mm, I'm, yeah. I'm not invested anymore. My problem was that I have been actually keeping up with the case, like what's been happening with mm-hmm. it. So nothing was new information to me at right. all. Like I knew about all the Brandon Dessie stuff. I knew about all the Kathleen Zellner shit. Mm -hmm. I knew about her theories. I've, like, read most of that, like, insane document that she put out. Mm -hmm, Like, I've been reading all of her tweets. Like, I I actually skipped a lot of it because I was like, yep, seen it, seen it, seen it. So you think he's innocent? Uh, well, Brendan Dassey for fucking sure. Oh, yeah. Brendan Dassey, it's a crime that he's still in prison. Yeah. It's completely, completely ridiculous. It is, like, an American tragedy. It is. Um, Poor guy. He's, yeah. I still not don't know exactly how i feel about Stephen avery mm-hmm. i've never like was co- totally convinced i was convinced that he didn't kill her obviously in the way that the police made brendan confess that he killed yeah. her like it doesn't make any sense there's to me there's no evidence um the most compelling new thing i think about the making a murderer thing is that there's like this calendar that she had with her she printed out her outlook calendar and she was like writing down things as people were calling her mm-hmm. and the ex-boyfriend had it and there was no way he would have had it because always seemed creepy to me so but then her her whole case isn't the ex-boyfriend did it it's that the that like cousin or something yeah yeah another brendan dassey's brother and stepfather yeah did it and like that i'm like what well and they have a lot of like family infighting going on yeah and like there's like the porn that was on the computer that was really so there's some things i watched it it was fine i think that it could have been... It didn't need to be 10 episodes. I think it could have been two. Yeah. I think it could have just been, like, a little follow-up. Like, this is what's been happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. Like, Kathleen Zellner is a bad bitch, and I love her. Yeah. And, like, I would just watch, like, 
a TV show that was just her doing stuff. Like getting innocent people out of prison? Yeah. I legitimately Googled, like, what neighborhood she lived in just to see if I could, like, accidentally bump into her. Apparently, yeah. she lives in the suburbs. Oh, um, But so she no was news, the only... No news there. <coughs> we need to talk about Sabrina. Caroline and I are on different sides of Sabrina. Yeah, we are on different sides of Sabrina. I hate it. Well, I you didn't... hated it? I didn't hate it, but I did not like it. What what didn't you like about it? It was so campy. That's what I liked about it. I know, but didn't I was you expecting like Riverdale? it to be dark. Yeah, but Riverdale's pretty dark. I mean, I think Sabrina's pretty dark. I don't know. Maybe I'm just desensitized at this I point. thought it was pretty fucking... I mean, it's like all just think, devil worship and murder constantly. It's like it's like this look... I just am not a Kieran and Chipka fan. I just don't like her as Sabrina. <gasps> I love I know, her. and everyone loves her, and I'm just like... <laughs> I don't know if I, it's because I watched it after, you know, taking a little hit of a pipe or whatever, but I, I watched it and I was just like, this is so corny. There would be moments where she would like look at Harvey and then look out and just be like, <sighs> like a nod and like stride off. I just and think I was like, it's so Ugh. like, it's so, it's so teenager. Yes. It's a very, it's a yes. very, it's a show for teens for sure. Mm-hmm. It has that like. I'm in love with my 16-year-old boyfriend and willing to give up my whole life. And, but, like, I was that girl when yeah. I was 16, too. Like, I Same legitimately Z's. was like, I'm going to marry this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Same Z's. But I loved it. Yeah. I need to rewatch it. It really reminded me. I loved True Blood when it first came me out. Me, too. And, like, obviously the last two seasons were so bad. Insane. And I still watched it and I hated it every second of watching it. <laughs> it was like me listening to Happy Face. You hate watched it? I hate watched it. I was so mad. Like, I thought up of an ending that would have been so much better. And I was like, oh, that's probably what they're going to do because it makes the most sense. Right. And no, they just fucking shit all over everything. And they just popped out a whole bunch of fairies. <laughs> popped out a whole bunch of fairies and then, like, had her Killed marry them, some right? random dude. Yeah. yeah. At the end, it's like her pregnant with some random dude's baby. And you're like, I don't know this Who guy. I don't give a fuck i thought that like her fairy blood would be able to save him and turn him human that was what i thought and i was like that that would be so much better right thank you so anyway i really like true blood i really like sappy teen dramas Mm -hmm. and it felt like it really reminded me of like early true blood with like the with like the blood and the sex i love i did like the sisters the three sisters Mm -hmm. i think they're oh i love those yeah i love them um I did not like the Mistress of Satan or whatever. Madam Satan. Madam Satan. She was so, like... It made me pissed at Kieran and Shipka's vulnerability. Like, and how gullible she was. But she's a 16-year-old girl. I I felt like it was realistic in some ways where you're like, I liked Madam Satan because even though I know... Well, spoilers. Yes, Even though I know that she's, like, kind of plotting against her for whatever reason, but, like, not... Even though I know she has, like, negative intentions... I agreed with all the things she was doing because yeah. I was like, she should break up with her dumbass boyfriend. Like, she should be with that hot warlock. Yeah, come on. Like, what do you do? She should transfer to that other school. She is giving up on there her was powers. An there was an orangey, and <laughs> hot warlock was in the orangey. He's like, are you going to join us? And I was like, what's yeah. happening? <laughs> the the thing also with Kieran and Shipka, I was just like, I can't believe that you're a grown up because like I watched Mad Men, uh-huh. and so like she's just like she's a baby. baby. Yeah. And so the fact, I mean, she, I know she's eighteen, but she's only eighteen. So yeah. some of the scenes were like she was naked or felt a little gratuitous and weird to me because yeah. I was like. I don't care if you're 18. Like, you're 18. You're, 18. you're a child. This is the cutoff. Yeah. You're a baby. But uh, I, I I, loved it. I'm excited for the next season. I need to watch it again. I think I love Riverdale because I think Betty is a smart ass bitch. Like, she's real smart. Mm-hmm. And I think Veronica, I think they're they're more developed. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like, Sabrina's two little sidekicks, they kind of seem like afterthoughts to me. Yeah, I feel like towards at the end they're getting a little more with like the connections with the yeah, magic, yeah, you know. With like her ghost <clears throat> relative and like getting the visions or whatever. Yeah. You know what I did love? The soundtrack. The soundtrack was The great. soundtrack was amazing. Yeah. The, they, like, I hope it's on Spotify. Every single song that even mentions magic in the world is, is in it. this. <laughs> <laughs> but they also open with like the runettes. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. I just love the costumes also. I yes. love the vibe of it. I love how it's like this faux 1960s. I love all of that. I just did not like the acting. Yeah. I thought 
Zelda was awesome. I thought, what's his face? The cousin. Oh, I love him. Ambrose. Ambrose. Yeah. Was awesome. Yeah. Love him. Salem needs to talk. The thing is, I feel like Salem. Well, I feel Salem will talk because, because the crow talked. he did talk. Yeah, he talked at the very beginning when he was when he came in and was like, "You asked for me in the woods, and oh, I but, came." But it's not like his mouth was moving. No, but it was like a whisper. I feel like the Ambrose character is the replacement for the Salem. I I could totally see that. Yeah, which I was fine with because you know it's going to be different. Also, that cat Salem is so cute; it makes me want a black cat. I yeah. used to have a black cat. <laughs> I miss her. <sighs> Yeah, I need to give it another chance. I I think I just hyped it up so much in my mind. And I was such like a TGIF mm-hmm. Sabrina fan. Oh, same, same. Like, that I was like, if you're going to do it, you have to knock my socks off. And I was just very hard on it. <laughs> you don't have to like everything, know, you know? <laughs> I know. The one thing that super bothered me is that everything was in tilt shift. Are my eyes tired? Like, <laughs> what is happening here? They did do that I was a like, lot. I get the effect. Cut it out. Like, you only need to do it for certain scenes. Um, What else? What else did I watch? Uh, Besides that terrible documentary. Oh, I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, was it good? It was so good. That's exciting. It was a movie for the fans, for sure. Yeah. It was, they did not get very deep. Mm -hmm. Like, it was very much over the top. And um, what you want. They played all the hits. People were singing in the theater. It was just awesome. And sad. Yeah. And I've been listening to Queen all week. Um, but Rami Malek fucking kills it. Oh, of course he like, does. If he, he looks exactly like and, him. But it's so insane because if you watch Mr. Robot, like, you, wouldn't, you would not yeah. think those were the same people. So he deserves some kind of nomination mm-hmm. for sure. Even if the movie doesn't, which I think it might for, like, costume. Mm-hmm. I could see it getting. Um, but he deserves all the credit in the world because yeah he fucking crushed it i highly recommend it was just fun i went by myself it's just a fun it's just fun like you and you left and you're like yeah he died uh, <laughs> he's, he's a legend he lived on yeah. in rami malik <laughs> he's a legend Where's um my- oh i did have um so i was listening to the podcast from last week and I know you guys were talking shit about throwing Halloween parties after Halloween happens. Did you throw a party? Um, oh, I've done that many times because my birthday is November 4th. Oh, that's right. So I throw Halloween I parties. I can't believe I haven't said happy birthday. Oh, well, that's happy okay. Happy birthday, Thank Caroline. You. Thank you. I did text you, though. You did text me. And <laughs> so that's fine. I'm, I wasn't I wasn't fishing for a birthday. <laughs> I was saying that this year I want to throw, because I was really sad when Halloween was over, because I always am, because it's like my favorite mm-hmm. holiday of all time. Like, I love Christmas, but I'm more of a Halloween person. Definitely. And so I, like, I was really drunk on my birthday talking to some of my friends. I also have a reputation for throwing a Halloween birthday party. Yeah. And then... Me and Brittany, my friend Brittany, when we lived together, we would throw, like, random costume parties throughout the year. I like, we would that. have themes. There was, like, the dead rock star party we did once. Oh, my God. And, like, I don't remember. We've done it. We've done a bunch of just, like, ridiculous theme Invite parties. Invite me to the next one. The next one, I want to do a New Year's party, a horror-themed New Year's <gasps> party, a haunted house New Year's oh party. Oh, my God. So you guys are invited to that for sure. We'll get a babysitter. I, I want to, like, decorate the entire house and make like each room like some kind of different horror like especially because it's like the new year is like scary you yes. know like who knows what's gonna happen God. but i kind of want to i kind of want to these times right i mean this could be the last new year's we're <laughs> able to celebrate <laughs> but i kind of want to make it like a 19th century seance theme <gasps> like you a know? spiritualism yeah like yeah. a spiritualist like opium party kind and of we, you uh, know we have those cool scarf hats yep. with the tassel yep exactly you know what i'm talking about i know exactly what you're yeah. talking about mm-hmm. we'll all wear like long bodice dresses with, with like you know, yes you know. yes so that's that's my i am in i have a ouija board if you want to, if you want to borrow it you can bring it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like a little bit scared to do that what if i like Awaken bring something into my in house because i'm like it's been fine like there have been no ghosts so far but like knock on wood that's that's my argument for post halloween halloween parties get it. i think it was just because i was pissed that people thought it was already over like once the weekend right, was over right i was like no no it's on wednesday no it's on wednesday and so yeah. then therefore i feel like you can celebrate it on the next weekend because it's yeah. right in the middle of the week totally so, like when are you going to celebrate it totally 
my goal is to have Halloween Christmas. Like, I want a black Christmas tree. I want, like, oh my creepy God. ornaments. I want purple and green lights yep. instead of red and red and green. And I came close. We had, like, a rainbow tinsel tree. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why the fuck we threw it out, but we did. I think we were just being lazy. We, I think that was when Harper was, like, one. And mm-hmm. we were like, oh, just throw it away. Like, it, it was... February and we were like, but now we just have a plain green tree but the dream is to have a black yep. tree yep and like have colorful eyeballs and like I love it that's my that's my dream Christmas that sounds legit that sounds like a good time Harper keeps saying trick or treat still she keeps holding out her hand and going trick or treat she learned uh, what happens when you do that is like <laughs> people will just give, give her candy, candy. <laughs> and like don't do that to strangers <laughs> She'll hug other kids' parents when we are, when I drop her off at school. Oh, my like, God. Like, she just gets so excited. She's, like, the happiest kid in the class. She's so cute. And she will, like, just hug anyone she sees. And I'm like, that's going to get you abducted. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> well, let's not. Oh, one thing that uh, Ellie was pissed at me about. I just watched my first episode ever of The Great British Baking Show. And she was like, how the fuck have you never seen it before? I'm writing an article right now for... I'm doing all these, like, gift guide reviews for Uh Huffington Post. And I'm writing one literally right before I came over. I stopped writing it. It's about gifts for Great British Bake Off fans. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I watched it last night and I was like, this is very soothing. It's like... They're really nice to each other. It's literally TV Xanax. It's just like... Oh, people are so kind. And this they is are. cozy. And even even when you get voted off, everyone hugs you and, and tells like, you they how much cry. they love you. And they're like, you still did a great job. It was amazing. It was delicious. I love your signature bake. It was scrummy. It, all of, yeah, I <laughs> love the Great British Bake Off so, so much. So, yeah, no, I found a new, it's, there's something so exciting when there's like, 13 seasons of something mm-hmm. and you're just starting yep. it. Oh, it's the best. That's how I was with Gilmore Girls. Yep. And it was the best month of my life. That's all we have for tonight. Yeah, it was a lot. You know where to follow us. Follow us on Google Gang Podcast on Instagram at Google Gang Pod 666 on Twitter. Follow Caroline at Coraline Maria on Instagram. On Instagram and Coraline X Maria on Twitter. It's so nice that you know that. I know. And Give us a like and review on iTunes because that really helps us. And tell your friends. Tell your family. Don't tell any children because this is inappropriate. All right. Creep it real. Creep it real. Bye.